0: What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 108 of Nintendo Noise, Slip Screen Games Weekly Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And Miss Sierra Plus Ultra. Hi. All right, so Sierra, you got away with it last week, right? <laughs> we had to have you back on this week because it's new Nintendo hardware talk, baby. Let's go.
1: There is no <laughs> escaping it.
0: No, this is your lot in life until the next <laughs> console comes out, and then of course, oh,
2: yeah, maybe Mostly. a year
0: into that that life cycle, then we'll be talking about the Switch Three,
2: right? Exactly. You think a year, a year from now? No, you like you think it's only it's going to be a year in before people start talking about the next one. People start talking about the next one as soon as that thing drops. No, you're right, but I mean, i I think we got a little bit of time. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe you're Can right. You,
1: I can't even imagine what the two's going to be like. We're going to get a three. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's almost time. It's almost time to start speculating about the Nintendo Switch 3. <laughs> but today we're going we're gonna to keep it to Nintendo Switch 2 because we've got a, a ton of, of news like we talked about last week that came out. There's some updates to that story. I'm excited to jump into all that. But before we get into any of that, we got some drama to report on because, of course, <laughs> you, you can't make it a month or two uh, on this year's show without having to talk a little bit about the FTC and Xbox's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Because, of course, we got some more juicy goss has has leaked uh, and a ton more of Xbox stuff that we, we won't even talk about today. But for our purposes, we have one email from back in 2020 that has been making the rounds today about Phil Spencer and some of the other leadership at Microsoft talking about acquiring Nintendo. And, of course... We knew this. We know that that was the thing they've talked about. We know that they made an offer at one point and they were laughed out of the room. We know that this is a thing- That was thing a long time ago. A long like, time ago. A long right.
2: time ago. That was original Xbox era that you are talking about there. It was like, uh-huh. you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Point this, being, this... they've had their eye on Nintendo for quite some time. Yeah. But like this email is just before they announced the acquisition of Bethesda. And it seems like they had just introduced Bethesda and the ZeniMax team to the Microsoft board of directors. And that discussion was ongoing. And it's also around the time when I think it was Trump was trying to break up TikTok. Correct. And force the US arm to be sold off. Microsoft was looking at buying them, as was Walmart and I think some other companies. It was a very strange situation. Um, that Walmart one so-
0: fucks me up to this day. Yeah, really weird. weird. I guess that's how (laughs) they've stayed relevant, though, right? Is diversifying, but Jesus, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I, it's like it's kind of a nothing story at this point, right? We we know that this isn't how it went down. We know that that's not what's going to happen right now. But it is so interesting to get to read these emails and see the inner workings. And they're just yeah, oh, like... yeah.
2: We absolutely should never have been able to see these emails. No. They've all been taken down now. Like it turns out that Microsoft uploaded these themselves by yeah. mistake and they shouldn't well, have- Quote, unquote, <laughs> taken down. They're on the
0: internet forever now, <laughs> though, right? yeah. yeah,
2: they're on the internet forever. Yeah. Um, I don't we... know. I, I don't know that this is a nothing story though. It's like some of the comments that I know you're gonna read out from Phil makes me think that this is their goal. To eventually buy nintendo and they're just playing a very long game and they've wanted them for a very long time like the fact that he starts the email with saying i totally agree that nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming and like he's not right he's not Not wrong right like they would be in an incredible coup to get um especially considering we've we've discussed like them the the possibility of them buying sega so that they can get more family-friendly games you buy Nintendo, you get Mario and everything that goes with it, and you dominate the handheld space in one Jesus,
1: Yeah, you get <laughs> Mario and Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh,
2: like, I can't even imagine that happening at this point, though, right?
0: Like, like they were. there's been all this hand-wringing about them acquiring Activision Blizzard. Imagine them trying to buy one of the only other console manufacturers. I just don't see that
1: happening. Oh, absolutely not.
0: Like, even if they want to, yeah. like, I don't think they could get, they could get away with it.
1: Microsoft Super Mario World now opening in Orlando, (laughs) Florida. (laughs) I mean, think about that seriously, right? Can you imagine? Like, uh,
0: there's there's no universe PlayStation can can continue to compete if they own all of the Nintendo IP.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like their 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 uh library becomes out of this world at that point. Between oh
2: yeah, even the hit back history, right, all the way from the NES. All they got to do is be like every single.
0: Every Nintendo, Nintendo
2: published game is but on yeah. Game Pass. It's now in the Xbox backwards capability oh library. God. You can play GameCube games on your Xbox.
1: Yeah. You Some gamers would want that. I don't.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, it's it would, like, for uh, a segment of consumers, it would be an insane value. But, like, Jesus, that would be bleak for the future of the industry to have, like, literally the oldest pillar of hardware development just disappear. Because Microsoft bought them out, that would be rough. Um,
1: Yeah, this scenario is like a political alignment chart. It's
0: (laughs) (laughs) right. It's like, are you? Would you be excited about this? Please tell on yourself and where you sit on the political (laughs) spectrum.
2: (laughs) I wonder who objects to it though, because I don't know that Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo obviously objects (laughs) to it, and they spoke about the possibility of a hostile hostile takeover, right? In the in the email. yeah so here let me let me let me me i did
1: not miss capital g gaming (laughs) (laughs)
0: Gaming. let me me read a little bit from it is funny how every time he says gaming it is capital (laughs) that's actually really funny i didn't realize that before (laughs) Uh, so so he's talking about basically why it doesn't make sense right and he says i've had numerous numerous conversations with the lt leadership team of Nintendo about, higher, uh, about tighter collaboration and feel like if any U.S. company would have a chance with Nintendo, we are probably in the best position. The unfortunate or fortunate for Nintendo situation is that Nintendo is sitting on a big pile of cash. They have a board of directors that until recently has not pushed for further increases in market growth or stock appreciation. I say until recently, as our former board, Microsoft board of director member, Value Act has been heavily acquiring shares of Nintendo, and I've kept in touch with Mason Morfit as he's been acquiring. So then they talk a little bit about, like, as they buy more stock, that could create opportunities for us. And he says, without that catalyst, I don't see an angle to a near-term mutually agreeable merger of Nintendo and Microsoft, and I don't think a hostile action would be a good move. So we are playing the long game. Right, and to take that back, I, I I don't think a hostile takeover would be viable. I think, like, given all of the like heat on them right now, them aggressively trying to acquire, you know, one of the only legitimate competitors they have in the market is like, I What I did you can't see the other see that email happening.
2: from? the other email from phil where he said that they don't see them as a console manufacturer and they don't see the switch as a console it's a handheld gaming device yeah but they're wrong so i think that would be their argument in in court sure but it's it's who objects to it does the u.s government object to yeah. a u.s company buying a foreign japanese company do they care about that i don't think it's do they, about do they it. care it's about, about a u.s company getting bigger or do they or does another country like japan object to it
0: I mean, I think Japan would object to it, but I don't think it has to do with them being a foreign country. I think it has to do with Nintendo of America being one of the you know, biggest publishers of video games in this country, right? Like, I think regardless, like if you want to argue that the Switch and the Xbox are like not analogous devices, like I think that's fine. Like you can argue that the handheld market is different than the home market, but the idea that they're not competitors and that like one of them no longer producing consoles and no longer producing exclusive software for their own hardware and instead uh, making exclusive software for now one of the two remaining competitors in the market. There's no argument there that that doesn't diminish competition, that that doesn't potentially harm the future of the industry, that it's not problematic for consumers, that it doesn't reduce consumer choice. Like I, I don't see how you make a single argument that that's the case. Right. Whereas like we've talked, till the cows came home about why as much as i don't like it i don't think the activision blizzard thing is like damaging to competition in the industry like on its face right like it's it's
2: not like it's not damaging to consumers it's damaging to microsoft's competition which was right. the argument that i think the judge came back with it's clear it's damaging to sony but sure it's not damaging but you got to the
0: draw consumer. the line somewhere right because it's like yeah. at the end of the day you can't limit companies from doing things that are damaging to the competitors that's what a free market is Right. Like my Xbox is making every effort they can to claw themselves from third place. Right. And like they have to take swings at Sony to do that, you know, and like you can argue that. Whereas like just straight up acquiring, you know, the number one or number two, depending on which metrics you're looking at player in the space is totally that is like the definition of consolidation. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean this is this is crazy, right? Because in this email they talk about acquiring ZeniMax or Bethesda, which we know they they did, and the board of directors approved that deal. But Phil also got pre-approval to buy Nintendo and Warner Brothers and Valve. Uh, and and potentially Valve, like Valve is in brackets, like comes up as a, a possibility. I can't see that gabe sells to microsoft maybe he does maybe that's his retirement it's, it plan. does say
0: though with valve like valves in a parenthetical but it says the board of directors has seen the full write-up on nintendo and valve and they're fully supportive of either if the opportunity arises <laughs> yeah as yeah. am i and then they straight like you said they straight up upset they're like we'll buy all three of them if it pans out whatever
2: yeah, yeah th- th- <laughs> they're fine Nuts. doing all three of these deals if they make sense crazy
1: um,
2: i wouldn't say warner brothers or Zanny is nintendo but both are for sale and gettable by us if things align crazy and like the wb thing's funny because he's
0: going on about how it's like there's not really that much value there because you don't own the ip you just get the studios and it's like yeah
2: he even spoke there was another document that came out where they they like basically decided against warner brothers because of the negative press around crunch and then not wanting to push the teams too hard so that they wouldn't be able to like they, they didn't want to buy it because of the negative press around crunch basically
0: well and it's like what do you do with them like these are all studios that are like the, the thing that they're most valuable for doing is working on ip that has weight right like yeah, i like their
2: games like you yeah, know, or like the, the
0: batman games or like now yeah. that you know the the turf wizard game right it's like <laughs> that that game sold because of the ip those games sell because people fuck with batman or they like lego right like it's not and no shade at these teams, right? Like Rocksteady makes great games or whatever, but like, you know. The
2: value is the IP, you know, that's why you're right. buying Nintendo. You're buying Nintendo because yeah. you want Mario. Right.
0: Uh, so I do just want to, we'll, we'll put a pin in this and move on. Uh, but the the way that Phil ended the email I thought was funny. He goes, I love this discussion and value you looking at the opportunities here. At some point, getting Nintendo would be a career moment. And I honestly believe a good move for both companies. It's just taking a long time for Nintendo to see their future exists off of their own hardware. A long time. Smiley face. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I know a lot of people are not happy about that. No, no. And like, I'll, I'll say I take that with a bit of a grain of salt because I'm thinking this is an internal email and like I'm reading this and it sounds like. This sounds like he got an email from another person at Microsoft that doesn't totally get gaming and is like, why don't we just buy Nintendo? And he's like, I love your energy. I love this idea. It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. But, yeah, totally, man. Totally. Like, Well, yeah. Like the email you know what I mean? Is, it has a little subject, of that energy to
1: it.
2: The, yeah. the subject is random thought. And I cannot imagine working somewhere where a random thought is, should we buy one of the biggest companies and that's what gaming. i'm saying
0: right like his response to me feels like he's trying to be respectful to someone who's like yeah bro of course i fucking bought about thought about buying nintendo if that was an option we would have done it you
2: know Hmm. yeah but... i get that i mean you see the, the you see kind of a little bit of what he's replying to with the tiktok stuff right I, I I just love the they they chat so much in emails and maybe it's because Microsoft makes Outlook and they're just like oh we've got to use this product <laughs> I don't know any other company the where they just <laughs> chat. it's like oh, the, the Teams chat was where they were talking about the the PlayStation browser but like it's just bizarre to me how chatty they are in emails I just I want to send like one word answers back but these people are writing books in that in can, their I be, can i be
0: an executive at microsoft and just like e- email phil and be like what if we bought sega is that random what we think flip. about that <laughs> can i get that <laughs> job?" he's gonna
1: suggest buying random things because i'm like,
0: like <laughs> i'm just thinking just thinking out loud here phil what if we just buy playstation we own both consoles can we do that that we thought about that one <laughs> we got the market cap shortly all right, so let me ask you two before before we move on to talk about the Nintendo Switch, 2, Do you think that the future? Do you think Nintendo hasn't realized that the future of their uh, software is off of their own hardware? Do you think that's where we're at? Uh,
2: to some extent, yeah, I do think that there is a lot of un, untapped potential that the future isn't on their hardware. Their future is at their theme parks and on the big screen and in TV shows, but I think they've realized that. And I think they are capitalizing on that in uh, in other ways. And I think they see themselves as an entertainment company now and not a console maker. And they want to be more diverse. And I think this email probably comes from an era where that wasn't so apparent and that wasn't so clear. But in the last few years yeah. with the creation of Nintendo Pictures and the opening of the theme parks, that's become more clear. And I think that makes Nintendo even further away from Microsoft's reach than it was in 2020.
0: Yeah, I'm aligned. I think, um, I mean, I definitely, I don't know that I fully agree with everything you're saying in terms of, I think Nintendo still thinks of themselves as a video game company first, but I definitely think that you're right. Like, you're totally right that looking at all the diversification that they've been doing in the last, like Sierra said, the theme park, right? Like you said, the movies, like those are things that are like, they made a billion dollar movie last year and they're probably going to make 10, 15 more of those things over the next decade. Right. And like, I guarantee several of them will probably bring in a ton of money and they must see the value in leveraging their IP in all these different ways and making something like Mario more than just a video game. Right. Because it can be so much more. Um, And I think they see that, you know, and uh, I think you're right where it's like, you know, Phil made the comment about them sitting on this mound of cash. If the Switch 2 comes out and it's a success and they're able to pass the torch effectively, and it's not a slowdown the way that some of their other console trade-offs have been, they're, they're in a really powerful position because that stockpile of cash is only getting bigger, because the switch was an enormous success. The, the last several big games that they've put out have been enormous successes, and all of the, um, you know, experimental things they've been doing to grow their IP, so far so good.
2: Yeah. yeah, And that mound of cash, I think, is in, in, an important thing in being their war chest against a hostile takeover because they can do share buybacks with that cash and they can purchase those shares of other people to get more on their side to eliminate the possibility of, of a hostile takeover, whether that's from Value Act, whether that's from Microsoft, whether that's from um, that that fund, right? The I think it's the Saudi Arabian fund that is buying up all the shares in in um nintendo yeah i think they only 10 percent of the 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 the
0: company now or something like that yeah and that's the thing though you're right like they have the capital to buy that stock back easily if they need to um so yeah i mean they only i think really the only reason that they were uh being aggressive about selling stock was probably to bring in the money that they needed to get the theme park off the ground to get the movies off the ground and now that those things have happened and they're successful and they're making money you know maybe maybe they have that flexibility again
1: yeah, in terms of brand, like Nintendo's untouchable at the moment, and I guess that's something that Microsoft just couldn't forecast back then when these emails were written. So, I mean, like I just can't even see the merger making sense from like a marketing perspective.
2: No, no, I, I think if any the acquisition. Like... Sorry. <laughs> no, they 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 were as a merger, so oh, they okay. say a, I did read a that right. Actually, agreeable yeah. merger of Nintendo and Microsoft.
0: They probably would have. <sighs> yeah, they probably would call them company Xbox and Nintendo or Nintendo Xbox or something right like
2: you you'd, you'd want to keep that brand name yeah. i would imagine
0: which is yeah it's weird it's gross to think about right <laughs> um yeah no i think i think you're right Sierra i think like i think what has proven true about the video game industry more than anything is that ip is the name of the game the most valuable thing you can own is ip and nintendo owns the most valuable ip in the industry and their brand itself is that strong right like um, as as good as PlayStation and Xbox are at their respective things, and they have their fanboys and and yada yada, like the the uh, strength of the Nintendo brand is pretty unmatchable, I think. And like, it makes sense that other people want a piece of it, but I think if anything, you're going to see Nintendo buy companies, not the other way around.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but before we move on from this email, I do want to ask you both: Do you think this stuff coming out and being leaked in this way? Do you think this harms relationships between Microsoft and Nintendo? Phil spoke about in the email that, you know, they are one of the only US companies that would have a chance with Nintendo. Uh, Do you think that this kind of hurts them and makes it seem like they are trying to kind of butter them up to buy them in the future?
0: I don't want to speak too soon, but I would say I think it is bad for them because what little, because Nintendo famously a pretty secretive company, right? Japanese. Uh, companies tend to hold things closer to their chest than Western companies in general. But Nintendo, notoriously tight-lipped. One thing I do know is that there was a point where Nintendo uh, was working with Netflix to develop a Star Fox show that was going to be a puppet-based like Star Fox program that was going to be influenced by the style of short that they made for E3 uh, 2015, whatever it was. Who knows? Uh, But around the time of the last Star Fox game. And literally, the only reason that that project does not exist and never came to fruition was because it leaked. And Nintendo decided that because Netflix had leaked this information or that somebody at Netflix had leaked this information, that they were a company they could not trust uh, to work with them on their IP as a partner. So, like, you know, grain of salt, that was a long time ago. Some of that leadership isn't present anymore. Like, modern Nintendo does make certain moves that Nintendo from 10 years ago, I don't think would make. So who knows, right? Maybe the value of working with Xbox outweighs, you know, whatever slight or whatever they would interpret this as, but I wouldn't be surprised if this rubbed them the wrong way. And if it does make them think like, okay, well maybe we're going to keep you at a bit more of an arm's length than we were before.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This just, this email alone, like oozes arrogance from Phil Spencer. Like I, This would rub me the wrong way if I was working at Nintendo. Even if, like, the talks, like, you know, like, didn't exist or, like, were amicable. I don't know. Even if things were much more uh, friendly back then, I just, seeing this now, I'd be like, "Mm." definitely leaves a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Right? leaves a bad taste in my
1: mouth just, like, not having anything to do with the situation.
0: (laughs) It's like, you think you're going to buy us? Okay.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah.
2: Or really just like, I think, the arrogance of your hardware is inferior, it's crappy, you should be coming over to our hardware. Interesting, because ours outsells yours two
0: to one. So You're
1: right, yeah. Yeah, the average consumer does not fucking care about how high-powered the hardware is. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: like, is the future of your company on your hardware, Xbox? I think that's a better question, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. All right, let's 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 jump into this the Switch Two conversation because we got a lot to get into, and I want to I want to make sure we get to it all because there have been rumors the last couple of weeks circling right that Nintendo showed off new hardware, the Switch successor Switch Two, at Gamescom a few weeks ago, and this story's ebbed and flowed a little bit. We talked about it right as it was breaking back a couple of weeks back because we had Chris Brandrick, friend of the show from Switch Weekly. Uh, And Overkill, he was on the show. He had been at Gamescom, and it was like, you know, I haven't talked to anybody that saw it. I didn't hear anything. Like, who knows? Of course, now we've gotten quite a bit more detail and more that I think cements the idea that there's some truth here. And we're getting uh, information that we can maybe not take to the bank, but that I think is increasingly making the picture of what this console looks like clearer and clearer. Uh, in a way that I think is is worth tugging on. So, you know, like with any rumor, take these things with a grain of salt. But I I think what we know so far paints a pretty interesting picture. So let's let's get into it. So Tom Phillips of Eurogamer, of course, trusted source. Uh, he put out a piece back on September seventh that was kind of trying to s- uh, separate some of the fact from fiction when it comes to this rumor and uh and what we ended up learning from it actually so we had those presentations right behind closed doors at gamescom eurogamer uh was able to confirm that that was the case and um <clears throat> there were two demos that were supposedly shown one of which is a kind of like you know uh beefed up version of breath of the wild right this it was running at um higher frame rate and it was supposed supposedly running at 40k 60 fps with dlss which we'll talk about dlss a little bit more in a minute so if you don't recognize that term don't worry we're gonna we're gonna translate for you but basically we're looking at breath of the wild with much much beefier uh tech specs as as one of our two demos here and that um that report like came Following a report that we got a while ago from Jez Corden over at Windows Central, that um, that we had known that there was next generation conversations going on, right? And right after that report, we get a follow up from uh, Video Games Chronicle, Andy Robinson over there, another another trusted source, posted about this and was able to confirm that the other demo that was apparently shown was the uh, Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine Five tech demo from Epic, which. Uh, was originally released, I want to say, I think it was 2021. And that was one of the first, like, demos that was shown off of Unreal 5. It was shown to kind of uh, be a benchmark for what was capable with the power of the Xbox Series X and the PS5 and, of course, Unreal Engine 5. Uh, So that, obviously, is pretty interesting because it does give us a good idea of, like, what the benchmark is, right? Like, if it's able to play something that's, been shown off on this next gen hardware that does speak to a pretty big jump in power and we got a bit of uh a bit of context on kind of what's going on uh behind the scenes to make this run that it has less to do with the switch 2's raw power and more to do with some uh technology that nintendo has been developing that we've we've learned a little bit about here and there but now it's all starting to come together and kind of paint a picture of how these different things will work together to bring the experience that we should expect on Switch 2, right? So the demo, and this is the Matrix demo, uh, is supposedly using NVIDIA's DLSS, uh, which again, right? Steve, what does that stand for?
2: Deep Learning Super Sampling.
0: Thank you, Steve. So uh, Deep Learning Super Sampling is upscaling technology, essentially, right? To to boil it down, it is uh, basically you're able to get higher quality images out of lower quality hardware is is yeah. the most simplified way to explain what, uh, what DLSS does.
2: So essentially what it will do is it will render the game, say it's 720p internally, but the output from the game will look like a 4K image or a 1080p image, and it will use neural networks and deep learning In order to do that, basically, it's been trained. It's had a look at all of the like millions of images previously. And it says, okay, what do I need to do in order to reconstruct this image to make it look as uh, high quality as possible?
0: And this is interesting because this technology is exclusive to NVIDIA's graphics cards. So both the PlayStation and Xbox actually use AMD. So that leads to an interesting uh i don't know if it's a question and
2: and amd has its competing technology with fsr right um so that's uh some i can't remember what the f is but it's super resolution um fx super resolution um and it's basically not as good yeah, uh, it works on any graphics card, but but it's not as good. It's not as good as uh, uh, Nvidia's technology.
0: Yeah, people generally agree that this is is this is the superior technology. And if if you want to take it from another gearhead, right? If, if Steve's word isn't good enough for you, Digital Foundry has said that uh, with DLSS at any normal screen distance looks quote unquote almost as good as the real thing. So the the difference between what you're seeing with upscaled DLSS and a and a true 4k 60 fps image in the case of this breath of the wild demo it it, it, to the layman you're not going to notice the difference so that's huge right um that means that what we're taking advantage of this technology theoretically a nintendo switch 2 can potentially uh put out way way stronger higher quality images without breaking the bank on hardware and making it a ton more expensive right so that's that's potentially what we're looking at here And this uh, ties back to an AI upscaling uh, patent that Nintendo filed back in 2020. And it does point to something that, like, sounds exactly like what we're talking about, right? So uh, these patents were originally made public back in 2021, um, but not a ton of conversation about them at the time because I think the context of them was not yet clear, right? But now uh, what we're looking at is the patent describes a process Uh, where a game can run at one resolution while a device is being powered by a battery. But when plugged into a power socket or connected to a TV, the output can be upscaled to 1080p. So what you're talking about there is very similar to how the Switch works right now, right? You have one configuration when you're in handheld mode, and when you plug it into the dock, it goes to a different configuration. But what we're talking about here, it is the upscaling of it all, which is not currently what the Switch does. We've talked about that, right? About the idea of, oh, could we see a a successor to the Switch where when you put it in the dock, it upscales, it it gets a higher resolution out of the, the... You get more performance out of the device when it's plugged into that. And that's essentially what we're talking about here, right? Like there's a diagram in that patent that shows a 540p image being upscaled to a 1080p one and it does mention that other upscaling processes, including upscaling to 4K, would be possible. So that potentially confirms the idea that what we saw on that Breath of the Wild demo is simply an upscaled, you know, maybe even a low res image, right?
2: I wonder why they felt the need to file their own patent for this, because seemingly from what we've heard, the demos were using DLSS, which is NVIDIA's technology that they've patented through the rafters. The, the pattern that we've seen seems to be their own system, systems and methods for machine-learned d- image conversion using an activation matrix going through a neural network and then getting a high resolution out of the other side. Or is the pattern the fact that it doesn't do this on battery, but then when you plug it into power, it automatically activates that. Is that the innovation that they're doing here?
0: That's, that's my interpretation of it, is that it's not the technology, it's the activation of the technology and the application of the technology. And that what I guess you're looking at here is that if they patent this, somebody couldn't take an NVIDIA you know, device and implement this the exact same way and basically you know, emulate what the Switch 2 is doing on
2: another device. Well, or seemingly have, say, a Steam Deck where it doesn't run FSR on handheld, but when I plug it into my TV in the dock, there's like a setting that automatically flicks that on. It would need to then be a, a manual activation process, which would just be annoying, the fact that this, this one thing is like an automatic switch because it detects that it's plugged in. I also wonder if this is just one of those things where they're just like, oh, we had this idea, that's us patent this, and we're not going to use it because... I think it would be a real shame for DLSS to only be utilized when it's been plugged into the TV and when it's on on power it seems that like that would be a really good thing to have on handheld as well especially considering you know this, we've seen games that run better docked than on handheld already handheld is where sometimes games struggle and i would want to have the very best experience on both handheld and docked and i think dlss will uh, enable them to provide that i guess one doesn't preclude the other though right like this system
0: existing doesn't mean that they couldn't be using it in handheld it's just more that when it's plugged in it can take advantage of this upscaling technology
2: yeah but the i guess it's gonna up is whether it's upscaling to the internal screen resolution Maybe they're always natively outputting to that internal screen. I don't that's, know.
0: That's, I guess, the question, right? Is, like, is it natively 540, and when you're in handheld, it's outputting at 720, but then when you plug it in, it outputs at 1080? Or, you know, like, or, you know what I mean? Like, is it is yeah. it that kind of thing where some level of upscaling is always going on, but the application of it is dependent on, you know, how you're using it at that time?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting. We'll find out if this is even even a thing they utilize. I know uh, that was one of the rumors. Those that you know, the original Switch dock might have some kind of eGPU or yeah. something built in, which I don't think they're ever going to go down that route. It seems like so, it's going to be too expensive.
0: Table that for a second, because there's a t- couple other details here that I think are, are worth pointing out. Um, so there was uh, another person who who reported on the same story with their own sources, and it was uh, Universo Nintendo editor in chief Necro Felipe. And uh, per his sources, he was able to say that the version of DLSS shown running on the new uh, Nintendo hardware was DLSS 3.1 and not DLSS 3.5, and mentioned that ray tracing is poss- possible on Nintendo Switch 2, and that the retail version will come with 12 gigabytes of RAM. So those are some claims we have right now, obviously taken with a grain of salt, but it does speak to you know a, a very different power profile than what we're used to right now um
2: that's and like then huge jump in in yeah. ram alone that's like three times what the yeah yeah four gig um but that's shared between video ram i believe and also just standard ram that yeah. the cpu can utilize so 12 gigs is a, it's a chunky thing i think that's what the series x has yeah te- check that uh, out um series x has 16 gigabytes of ram that's pretty good um you know so you're getting close up to to what it, what it is of course it might be ddr5 instead of ddr6 it might be slower ram it might be all sorts of stuff that you know just because of it's got to run on battery it might not be as uh, performative uh, but even still 12 gigs is a, a massive step up and the fact that rate we're even discussing ray tracing on a handheld <laughs> when we're really yet to see that in very many games on the, the big consoles the series x and the playstation 5 like there's always a question as to is it going to support ray tracing do i have to give up quality mode in order to get ray tracing in there i think most people are just like i mean eh, whatever
0: i think part of it speaks to the fact that like by all accounts nvidia handles it better
2: oh yeah the, the nvidia's uh, uh chips can handle ray tracing way better than amd's stuff so.
0: And I think it's it shows that Nintendo's partnership with them is really paying off, you know, that like the, 100%. That, very mutually beneficial. Um, and I this is, again, grain of salt. But one of the folks who's talked about this story and has been you know, involved in the leaks and the reporting is uh, the leaker Nate the Hate, right? We talked about him on the show last week. He uh, also added context that um, the ray tracing that was shown off in the Matrix demo was, quote unquote, identical, if not better than the PS5 and the Xbox
2: Series X. so Which is to be expected. So isn't the Matrix Awakens demo that he, he was just yes. specifically talking about? So I believe in Unreal Engine 5, in that demo, all of that ray tracing was done in software uh, and not hardware accelerated through the chip. I, I might be wrong, um, but I believe Lumen, which is Unreal Engine 5's lighting technology, there's Lumen and Nanite, the two big, the new technologies and innovations in Unreal Engine Five. Lumen was very much software uh, based, and I would imagine that they've they've now like, hardware accelerated that. Uh, Fortnite runs on Unreal Engine Five that uses Lumen. I believe that that's hardware accelerated now. But that, this was a very early demo.
0: I mean, I I just think like the idea that we're seeing something that is on that has parity with those devices is impressive, right? Like that's worthwhile context, but. I don't think anyone's expecting the Nintendo Switch Two to be anywhere near those
2: devices in terms of power. I wasn't expecting ray tracing to be even discussed. Like, right? (laughs) Never even out of my mind. I was like, oh, you know, this is just going to be a slightly more powerful Nintendo Switch, and if it can run the games at the same frame rate, but it looks nicer, then great.
1: So, I I mean, not even going to have an OLED screen, right? It's going to be like a regular.
0: It won't have an OLED at launch, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I. Think they said it was? I feel like we had that somewhere. LCD, yeah, said to have an LCD screen, and we'll still have cartridge slots. That was like the last update we had on, right. on the hardware. Spec.
1: Yeah. So yeah.
0: I'm interested to hear what you think about that, Sierra. Like you, you seem to react to that that level of power. Like, is that is that a big surprise for you? Like, what? Where were you thinking it was going to sit in terms of of benchmarks? Like. Is that something you're excited to hear?
1: I don't know. I wanted handheld to be like 10. Is it currently a 1080? Like whatever it's currently at now,
0: 720.
1: Yeah, 720. Yeah. So I was hoping baseline of 1080, like run 60 frames, and like more capacity OLED, OLED with like the stock like basic Switch 2 model. That was those are my expectations or what I ideally would have liked to see for like a base. Model Unless they're going to do, like, a Switch 2 Pro, and then they're going to introduce those things. like Probably, I could... at least for the OLED, I would imagine that'll be the case. Yeah. Like you will probably get an
0: OLED one later again.
1: Right, because they were like, mm that works for the regular Switch. Let's do it again. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... And it, it
0: keeps, like, the sticker shock down when you initially put it out, you know? Because it's yeah. like OLED screens are obviously not cheap.
1: The RAM they must have some of the same it.
2: panels lying around, though, right? Like,
1: right.
2: I, yeah, I, I personally mean. think a 720p panel is absolutely fun and adequate for a handheld. And I don't think we really need a screen higher resolution than that. I've not once had any issue with looking at 720p screen on the Switch. And I've had no issue running games at 720p on, on my Steam Deck. I don't know about you two.
0: I don't know that I would say I've had issues, but I think like I am inclined to agree where like I I think it would be a shame to have a device that's capable of more and like still feeling like it's you know being limited in that way a little bit. Cause that's like where I'm at. I I'm not gonna sit here and say that like the 720 handheld on my like OLED switch looks bad, but like I noticed the difference between it and my phone screen you know, and, like, I wouldn't mind something that felt more modern in that way, and I feel like I'm not looking at displays in 720 anymore, you know, and, like, right. I, I I don't know, it, I, I could kind of go either way on it, like, if, if they tell me it's 720, and, like, the base performance is so much stronger, and, like, I'm not dealing with, you know, like, this is the kind of experience I had with, like, Xenoblade 3, where, like, that game can't hit 720, so it's in 540, like, if it was like, all right, like with the power of this thing, we can guarantee that everything's gonna be seven twenty sixty. That feels better to me than if it's ten eighty thirty, right? But like, I don't know. I, I it's yeah. it's not an argument I feel super convinced on um when people tell
2: me that it's not worth it. I think the trade-off with battery is the biggest thing for me. Driving sure. that many pixels is yeah. tough. And Maybe, you know, with the NVIDIA chips and ZLSS and all of that stuff, they are able to kind of keep the, the power draw down. But I kind of feel like if you're going from an OLED screen to an LCD, LCD is already a bigger power draw. You've got to keep the backlight on all of the time. To then go up to 1080p, I think would only increase the the power drain on the battery. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to go back to like the launch switch battery life or even worse, you know, like if we're looking at Steam Deck levels of battery life where I can only play Tears of the Kingdom for an hour and a half, that's going to be an issue. And I don't, I don't want to go to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. there. I also wonder like how much of this, like if it makes it to the final model, like these like specs is like them future proofing the switch for like component shortages. Like, maybe they're just kind of playing their cards this way so that, like, it'll be easier to mass-produce. Like, a slightly better quality product that, like, raises the bar a little bit, but not too much. Because, again, like, you know... I, I, I think they're looking the at this is as like a family person. I,
2: I, I think they're looking at it as a generational jump, though, and I think they're trying here to show that they're not doing an iterative console again we went from the GameCube to the Wii that was very iterative it was basically a GameCube te- with like some motion control slapped on top of it we went from the Wii to the Wii U people got confused they thought that the messaging around that was it's an add-on for the Wii cool I've got a tablet now for my Wii and I don't really care about it the Switch was a real hard break and I, I think they see these consoles as having seven to eight maybe even ten year lifespans You've got to put enough tech in there that's going to take you through into the 2030, 2031, maybe even 2032. And that's a long time. So 12 gigs of RAM seems like a lot. And we're all like, oh, wow, that's that's like a crazy amount. It's almost as much as a Series X. But what happens when the PS6 and the, and the next Xbox comes out in 2028 and we're like, and they've got 20 gigs of RAM or See, 24 gigs of RAM. I don't know how the- much...
0: I think that matters because like the Switch has 4 and it's still put out one of the best games of this year. Right? Like mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom for my money still the front runner for game of the year. And that's on extremely old hardware. That was old hardware when they made the Switch, right? So it's like 9-year-old hardware really, not 7. So like I think Sierra's probably right, the idea that like they probably are going to want to have something that's future proof but also like I don't imagine it's going to be top of the line modern modern when it comes out it's going to be you know what can we get the next two tiers of the kingdoms out of
2: with this well i think this is going to be i i really think this is going to be like bleeding edge especially if it's got dlss 3.1 in there at the demo presumably it's going to have 3.5 in there maybe even by the time this launches it's got dlss4 that's that dlss3 um added in a bunch of stuff right it brought in the frame generation stuff that we spoke about on the steam deck podcast sure uh for fsr3 where it can basically make up frames in between to to fill in the gap i mean and get you up to that 60 fps
0: it's like if what we're hearing from um necro though from necro philippe is right like it's ds dlss 3.1 like that's not the cutting edge that's not the the hottest thing it's like close enough right and like I think they've proven that they don't need to have a cutting-edge device to make software that appeals to us, right? Like, the Switch has, you know, power parity with the PS3 more more than anything, right? And, like, that's two console generations back at this point. Um, the idea that this is, like, you know, uh, more on par with, like, last-gen, that's still pretty good, you know? Like, it doesn't need to necessarily do much more than that, I don't And, like, uh, we do have um, another source here. This one comes from an article from The Verge uh, where Activision Blizzard uh, was talking about how they were briefed about the Switch 2 last year. And there's a quote um, specifically here that's talking about the performance, and it, it does say that it will be, you know, in the way that the Switch is comparable to the PS3, this is supposedly comparable to the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, They said, given the closer alignment to Gen 8 platforms in terms of performance and our previous offerings on PS4, Xbox One, it's reasonable to assume we could make something compelling for the NG Switch as well. It would be helpful to secure early access to development hardware, Activision talking about developing for it, right? But we have a specific uh, mention of its benchmark being on par with those devices, and I mean... Look at how good something like The Last of Us Part 2 looks or Ghost of Tsushima or something like that, right? Like you can get really incredible, beautiful, powerful games.
2: You, you out can of that make hardware. them look even better though because you can run those games at at 30 FPS or a lower resolution and use DLSS to fill in the gaps, right? Those right. games on PS4 had to output at 900p, 1080p, 1440p depending on what console you're running them on PS4 or PS4 Pro. You can output that at 540p and say, DLSS, work your magic. Make this look like 1080p or make this look like 4K and give it to me. It's running at 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. And it seemingly can do it. It's pretty incredible. I think it's worth noting that I think we, they can upgrade DLSS with software. DLSS 3.5, there's not there's not a single game interesting. that utilizes it yet. Cyberpunk's update is out later this week. They announced today, actually, that it's the first game that's going to utilize uh, DLSS 3.5. So 3.1 was used in a demo. It's very possible that 3.5 will be there at launch or even the next iteration of DLSS.
0: That's interesting. That's really interesting because then it it becomes a question of like, is the quality of it, limited by software not hardware hmm. that would be crazy right to think that like the device could get yeah. more powerful like as the generation goes be capable This would more. be awesome like, i would love that that'd be great right that, talk about future proof
1: rare nintendo moment <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're like actually this is pretty cutting
2: edge you know like, we need,
1: like <laughs> <it's not
2: perfect. laughs> we i think the only other random. time that any other time that would have happened would have been with the expansion pack on the N sixty four, where you put that in and you can actually yeah. play some chunkier games. Gets a bit more powerful. Yeah, that's what we're wow. talking about.
1: This
2: is the next gen version.
1: Of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting. I mean, it it this paints a pretty specific picture which i appreciate like this is this is the most concrete information we've gotten about the thing and having like a benchmark of it's as powerful as a ps4 it has 12 gigs of ram it is taking advantage of of this dlss to potentially hit that 4k 60 benchmark that i think we were hoping for with this device right um it's exciting it's a lot of exciting information and, and it really does make you think about You know what more they can unlock and what more they can figure out with uh with this much more power under the hood and like what that means for you know um like the overworld of the next zelda game or like what it means for like you know the next mario game and how many like individual moons you could get on a map or things like that right like there's so much um that goes into having that extra processing power aside from just like the game looks better the game runs smoother right like To me, that's one of the most exciting things about, like, the current-gen consoles is, like, having depth of world and, like, having worlds feel more filled in and having more random encounters and having more, um, you
2: know, not making the world bigger, making the world deeper. And making it feel more rich because, you know, that is one thing with, um, I think, Tears of the Kingdom that I did notice was a lot of the world is just empty. There's, There's not a lot there when you're out and about and you're walking around. And I like that. It gives you a sense of exploration and I, I'm, I'm on my own. But I can't help but think it, how much cooler it would be if some of the areas were richer, had more people, had more characters, had more life in them. And I can imagine a lot of that is is restricted by, by hardware as well as a creative choice.
0: Especially RAM. You know, like like having the number of models you have on a screen at a given time without the game exploding is directly proportional to how much RAM you have to play with,
2: you know? Yeah, imagine like, what you could do with the Pokemon game where you could see, like, all of the different Pokemon on the screen.
0: Yeah, or, like, a swarm of Pokemon could attack you and it's, like, literally there's, like, 40 models on the screen or something like that, right? <laughs> like, those are things that, like, become way, way more realistic um, as you're able to take advantage of of these tech leaps. you know? Um, look at the the density of an open world game from the ps3 era versus the ps4 era and like that's the jump we're looking at here right like that's exciting and like you think with tears of the kingdom how much of that was creative choices because they knew that you could build like a mech and fly it into any space right like imagine you're in a town filled with people and then you bring your a million piece war machine that you built and fly it over and the game explodes you know like that's (laughs) that's i think you know, what we're talking about being able to unlock and get away from, which is super exciting.
2: So the, the other demo that seemingly was shown at Gamescom was a 4K60 version of Breath of the Wild with DLSS to, to get it there. Do you think that we see them re-release these games and, and charge for them? Or do you think the new console has a mode where they can put any game in it like breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom and it does that up res like boost mode that i'm thinking like the ps4 pro used to have
0: i hope so um they they did say that the intent of this was to be a demo and not that they didn't have plans to like re-release the game commercially in this form so i don't know if they're saying that because they're like hey like don't get your hopes up this isn't a product or because there's some kind of solution like you mentioned but I mean, it's Nintendo, right? Like, they're happy to charge you for the same game 30 times. I have a hard time imagining they're going to give you anything for free. But maybe, maybe that's like, maybe maybe that's how you sell the idea of uh, this being a continuation of your Switch library is like, hey, like, you already bought into the Switch ecosystem. If you buy the Switch 2, all your games are backwards compatible, and they get upscale. Like that could be that could be a thing and like that could be a way to try and encourage that existing market to adopt the, the shiny new toy right of like oh look you could yeah you're already you're still playing Tears of the kingdom great now you can play it at 60 fps wouldn't you want that like that does speak to a certain person
2: would that be enough for you to like buy in sierra if, if all of a sudden pokemon ran nicely and looked all right
1: oh god yeah i mean come on they got me they've had me since birth (laughs) but i would be more of an evangelist for nintendo (laughs) of a vocal evangelist if they could pull that off
0: i think it does help sell the hardware like that was an argument i was making um to all the naysayers when steve and i bought our like
2: yeah i mean that 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 had a lackluster launch lineup for the series x and the ps5 like there were a couple of good games but it was the quality of life. It's like, yeah, but I can now run my games with like auto HDR and frame rate boost on the Series X and they, like they whatever, play great.
0: Whatever current gen game I was going to play this fall anyway, I'm going to shave off like fucking an hour every time I play it from not sitting at loading screens. Like that makes a difference, you know? And, and I think yeah. if, if there is a situation where you're like, oh, okay, there's maybe there's one big launch game and I don't care about it or I'm waiting for the fall, I'm waiting for this, I'm waiting for that. That could be the thing that pushes you over of, like, yeah, but like was you're like, playing I Mario. A
2: while ago, again. Why not? Yeah, you know, you're yeah.
0: playing Mario Kart. do you want to play it in 60 FPS? Like,
1: 4K? <laughs> it's cool, right? Like, I mean, like, for them to implement those changes and actually, like, like, uh, like upscale the hardware on, like, the Switch 2 in a meaningful way. Like, it also communicates how they feel about the consumer and, like, what has been the no- notorious outlook. Everyone fucking memes about, like, Nintendo does not give a fuck. So... Yeah it would would be a big
0: pr win for sure yeah you're right
1: yeah
0: and it's an easy talking point right when you're like oh like well you know why why do you want to upgrade why do you want to move over when your switch is just fine it's like well you got this that's pretty cool yeah not to mention hey there's this game that's coming out and it's exclusive or hey or you know you could you could Mm -hmm. play metroid prime 4 on your old switch but 4k 60 on your new switch i like that works it just does right like I, i i do think I hope that I hope that they look at it that way. I hope that they're ready to like do something more conventional and just be like, it is called the Nintendo switch Two. it is backwards compatible. Like, you know, like, and sell it in that very simple straightforward way. Right. Because it clearly works. There's a reason that the PS five has such strong. It's like, Oh, you owned a four. Cool. Buy the five. Okay, great. It's a higher number. That's better. Immediately understandable oh and I've never all my games come that. over with me okay great immediately understand like it just makes sense you know uh, even
2: yeah even phones do it like even even phones i know that the the higher number iphone that came out this year is newer than last year's 14 bigger
0: than 13 i understand that. it's great. like
2: it's like it's cool just do that uh i'm calling it the switch ng from now on though because i like that name and uh you know it's, it's, we've got nothing better to call it. Switch Pro, Switch Two, New Switch, Super Switch. Like what the hell are we going to call this? If if NG Switch is good enough for Bobby and Furukawa, I'm calling it the NG Switch.
0: <laughs> now call the NX. That was a cool code name. Bring it. Back. NX was
2: a really cool. Code <laughs> yeah, name. NX, NX is really going to give
0: it to you.
1: Come on. <laughs> I
2: mean, Revolution, Revolution was a better name than the Wii as well. I still think all Revolution, the code names and the Revolution are cool. Yeah. <laughs> i mean dolphin leaves a little bit to be decided but you know, ah, so i well. mean i don't know i feel like that's not a bad name for a video game console because it we should name about- it
1: like an energy drink i'm trying to think of like ridiculous <laughs> <Nintendo> conventions
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the- no i'm not gonna never
0: mind <laughs> no you gotta say it now you gotta say it
1: <laughs> like the switch but like you know when you make like energy drinks like Alcoholic, but it's like hard seltzer. Hard. hard (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Definitely the horniest man.
1: (laughs) Switch on hard is the tagline.
0: (laughs) No matter way, no matter which way you play, switch hard.
1: We got to go back to the way we were advertising games in the 90s where we had, like, condoms by the bed with the Game Boy Advance. Video
0: game ads are not horny enough in 2023, okay? (laughs) If I'm not deeply uncomfortable after watching the ad, how effective was it really? (laughs) Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll put a we'll pin in the Switch 2 conversation there for right now. If you guys want to write in and let us know what you think about the, this the hardware situation and uh, all of these details that we got or if you want to send in your own name for what we could call the Switch 2. I maybe you can top the hard switch. I don't think you can. <laughs> Wait, that actually you can't top the hard switch cuz it's Okay. Anyway, Uh, We're
1: gonna talk more about someone's dad listens to the
0: show. Steve's dad listens (laughs) to the show. (laughs) I'm sorry, Andy. (laughs) So, uh, happy anniversary, by the way.
2: Uh, So, we're gonna talk more about more than my mom's in the room when my dad's listening. It makes it even worse. (laughs) I appreciate all the support. Thank you for the thank you, the Radfords.
0: Uh, So. We're going to talk more about Nintendo hardware in just a second here. But let me oh remind you that this God. episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of September. You all kept these mics hot and brought this incredible program to the folks at home. Thank you so much. very hot
2: today, apparently.
0: Yeah, very hot. We're too hot to handle no! today, and it's all thanks to you. Thank you so much, Arnold J. River, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Asselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, and Go, Ty the Dude, and Waka Hula. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of all the hot nonsense we do here at Screen Games. Remember, if you want to go and show your support just like they did, if you want to go above and beyond just like they did and help keep these mics and lights hot, get the show early, get a bunch of perks and goodies, you can find our Patreon, our Discord, our email address, and so much more over at FlipScreen.games. Again, that's our website. Go over there, click on some stuff. However you choose to get involved, it helps us out a ton, and it won't cost you a pretty penny unless you want to go above and beyond to show your support over on Patreon. However you choose to, thank you. We're back. We're doing more stuff. Whew. That was a. We got through it. We got through the plugs, gang. Tough plugs.
1: <laughs> are, we, are we losing you again?
0: <laughs> I'm lost. Come gang. back. Come back. All right. Reel me back in. Reel me back in. Okay. So, Switch 2. The Nintendo Switch console. Not the only thing getting a refresh. If this patent is to be believed because Nintendo has, of course, filed a patent that suggests they are working on a brand new Joy-Con that will take uh, advantage of the Hall effect style joysticks that we know from the folks over at Gilly Kit. So, uh, if you're not familiar, um, well, I, if you're a longtime listener, you should be familiar with Gilly Kit. Steve's talked about them a lot. They are a independent. Uh, you know, hardware developer that created these magnetic style uh, Hall effect joysticks. The TLDR is that if you use a regular joystick, right, on on your standard Joy-Con or, or any other controller that experiences drift, uh, there are sensors that touch, right? Like whenever you move the joystick, the the butt of it kind of like swings and hits the sensor, and that's how the controller knows which way you're moving is from those contacts. Of course the more that you use your controller, the more that that will get worn away, and the connection between those two devices that are supposed to touch gets worn down, and then that leads to drift, right? Because it's not matching up right, it's activating the sensor at times when it shouldn't be, and that leads to your character just like wandering around, right? Because it's not getting a proper input. The benefit of the Hall Effect sticks is that they take advantage of magnets, basically. So instead of it being a, you know, two physical pieces of hardware that are rubbing and wearing down, it's a magnetic field that triggers it. And this effectively eliminates drift. It's not impossible for drift to happen with a Hall Effect stick, but it is so not significantly, yeah. And it's so significantly reduced that it may as well address the issue more or less. So what we're looking at is, you know, essentially. Hopefully, on the Switch 2, we should have solved Joy-Con Drift with this technology. Is that correct, Steve?
2: Yeah, seemingly. I mean, this uses what they call uh, a magneto-heological fluid whose viscosity changes in accordance with an intensity of a magnetic field, and which serves as a resistance when the operation element is displaced. And I think they've had to work around the fact that GillyKit owns the patent on the sticks that everyone else uses, and they probably don't want to pay GillyKit for those sticks and for that patent. And so they've come up with their own solution, which uses a fluid, a liquid. So I don't know how this works. I'm not smart enough. If you are interested, you can go look it up at the United States Patent Office. But good news is, the joy, your next joy cons on the switch too, should not drift if it even comes out with those they, I mean, might they, leak, they, may not.
0: they might leak magneto fluid though of some kind which i'm a little concerned about but seems like <laughs> i guess it does, i guess it solves the problem
1: <laughs> Every Nintendo Switch comes with a fun little beverage. To just the
0: <laughs> they gotta like they gotta put whatever that whatever that additive they put on the cart so that kids wouldn't eat them. And, like they have to. Yeah,
1: like... don't drink your Joy-Con. Do <laughs> not drink
2: the Joy-Con fluid, everybody. Is it the new Tide Pod challenge? You just have to like pop open oh, no. the nightmare. Cra- fluid. Yeah.
1: Drag Joy Cons <laughs> open, kids. There's a fun See, inside. I,
0: I, my mind immediately went to like a Matrix situation where you get the miscolored Joy Cons and it's like, you want the blue Joy Con fluid or the red Joy Con fluid? I'm not sure which one is which, but we're going to find out. <laughs> oh, uh,
2: uh, this is great news, but do yeah. you think Nintendo even talks about it? Do you think they ever no, say these aren't going to drift? No.
1: No they're way. Have like really conservative old dudes that don't take accountability. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like we, we can't
0: acknowledge the extremely huge black eye that we've been ignoring this entire generation. Yeah, right? Right. <laughs> like hey, we already paid to fix them. Shut up and get over it. Buy the new one. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. I don't think they acknowledge it. I think they're just gonna be like with our new like they'll talk about it, but they won't talk about why it's relevant or that it's like, you know, gonna address this problem. I don't
1: Imagine they yeah. still have to, like, allow... Like, there's still a problem, and people still have to send their JoyCons in to get, like, repaired as a service mm-hmm. by Nintendo. Uh,
0: I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hold out. You know, that might happen. I feel like if there's anything wrong with them, they're going to have to do that, because people are going to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Again, yeah. I bought another set of these. Okay. Now they're $90 with inflation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> <sighs> I'm, I'm reading more into this fluid, and it seems fucking cool
1: and delicious <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> apparently the, uh, the patent says that you may be able to change the viscosity of the fluid so that the user can feel greater resistance force in some instances
0: like with hardware you can do that
2: apparently you so can, can, we, they can... It... sorry what the f- so you could use it like a dual sense yeah i guess so like you can I, it's the sticks themselves right so you would be able to tighten them up whoa. or make them looser that's Maybe cool you could make it so you couldn't like push forwards and pull back
0: yeah. whoa that's interesting that could be really so this,
2: cool. this fluid's really cool I'm, I'm into the fluid now the magnetor geological
0: magneto fluid right i got it yeah. i've seen the x-men movies <laughs> you know it's uh it's why they, had, they put him in the they put him in the plastic box because if he's too close to another person he could pull all the iron out of their blood so you got to watch out for that
2: Well, and plastic stops the magnetic field. Well, he only is, he, is he that... can only
0: contract he can only control <laughs> metal so he's in into plastic then he's he's in a plastic box he can't get out
2: but i'm fairly sure magnets work through metal if they're strong enough not if it's really thick plastic okay okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> all
1: right we're he's gonna he's- have to have a science project episode where we test this <laughs>
2: military grade plastic. we need miss busters magneto edition <laughs> where we get like a big like m- a plastic box and we put one of these new joy cons inside and we can see if we can like suck the liquid <laughs> out of the giant magnet see if
0: the joy con can kill you from the other side <laughs> of the glass <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna close this show out with uh, one more little one more little story that I want to touch on for y'all. Uh, so we have the second seventy dollars Nintendo Switch game, and it is Mortal Kombat One, and uh, it is it's getting it's getting a little controversial, it's, it's, it's got some heat uh, today because people are not super stoked with uh, the 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 quality. Of of the game on Switch and asking for seventy dollars for this game, uh, you know, is rubbing some people the wrong way.
2: When I read this, I thought by Mortal Kombat One, it was the original game from nineteen ninety two that they were trying <laughs> to charge seventy dollars from. But I realize <laughs> now because I've seen this at some of Jeff's events. No, that's not the case. They've just rebooted it, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. They're like, it is the first in a new series of a <laughs> new Mortal Kombat like you've never seen before.
0: Yeah, they're they're doing like a, a soft timeline thing where it's like, okay, the timeline got reset at the end of the last game. And now, you know, uh, the guy who used to be like the main guy, he's become like a god and the guy who used to be the main god he's like the young guy it's just like sub-zero and you know um scorpion have always been enemies now they're brothers so it's like it's like a little ultimate universe refresh kind of thing you know we're we're shaking the pieces up
2: but i'm watching some of the videos
0: you see
2: this this video you
0: see this video (laughs) why are they
2: just walking on different like they're like walking past each
0: other like what is going on it's a uh, bacon sore of astora is the twitter user who posted this video that i was just sharing and it is not it's not good it's not good the the like so there's a i i guess it's like a, it's a sinking issue where like the the characters are, are getting knocked out of the plane that they're supposed to be on and Like, he was basically walking into the back of the level, which is where the, like, the, uh, I forget, there's, like, a new, um, there's a new gimmick in this game where you can, like, have a a character back you up and, like, you can tag them in to, like, do an attack. And I'm guessing that that's where they're supposed to be and they jump out from there to do their attack. And for whatever reason, he's, like, clipping through and (laughs) going back into it. And it's, like, there's just, like, a lot of, like, weird stuff um, that people have been talking about uh, with within like the first couple hours of testing it, where it's just like it's got a lot of problems. Um, there's like issues of like characters getting like stuck in a part of the level. There's issues of people saying that like hair or fabric will get stuck and then the model will keep moving. Um, there's been issues where, uh, like characters will like stretch across the screen while they're trying to like rubber band to where they're supposed to be. Um, there's like high latency problems with like the menus. There's issues with like, uh, it taking several seconds to switch between characters, which is again, a thing that's supposed to be like a button press. Um, there, there's a whole tutorial. Uh, they, it's, it's called the fifth positioning tutorial. Again, I'm not totally sure on what's going on there yet. So I context, is escaping me there. I'm imagining that's one of the game modes. Uh, it's impossible to complete right now because of bugs that are, are like very, very glaring. They say it is uh, this is from Twisted Voxel, uh, their report saying it's impossible to complete due to glaring bugs. Which does not bode well.
2: It's uh, <laughs> completely missing a mode, apparently. this invasions mode is not there, and the switch players have to wait for the whole season one content in a matter of weeks. Oh, like, and then what? here's the cameo. Cameo
0: is the name of the feature that I was talking about where you summon yeah. the other character. Apparently that the frame rate drops every time you do that. And it's Jesus. one of the core mechanics of the game.
1: <laughs>
2: that, that would so be like it would
0: be like every wow. it's like every time you did a smash attack, the game dropped frames. <laughs> I, think
2: it was, I think it was Mango that posted a screenshot on the Discord as well. Uh-huh. Where the the there's just no facial expressions. They don't load. And it was so weird, like, looking at it. And I was just like, oh, my God. I had no idea how much of a mess this was. I also didn't realize it was the second $70 game on the Switch. Like, this is a great example of why I don't pre-order video games anymore. I wait for a review, and I wait to see how it runs before I I buy it. Unless I'm 100% sure, like, something like Tears of the Kingdom is going to be a great game. There is there's no way I pre-order them anymore.
0: Especially with stuff like this. Like I I certainly do not uh mean to insinuate that anybody who bought this game and is now dealing with the problems like it's their fault. But like I wouldn't expect this game to run on the Switch, right? So like when you see it, oh, it's $70 and it's coming out, it must be fine. It must be one of those games that they figured out, right? And it's like, no. And you know, it's kinda wild that they're putting it out in this state because it's just a black eye for no reason, you know.
2: Yeah, I, I don't get it. Why? I don't know why you would would not just delay it. Like if you think you can get the switch version done, just release it at a later date so they have a release it next time, The next hardware. Like, what are we doing? Yeah.
0: Like you know. Yeah.
2: What we really needed was Phil Spencer to buy Warner Brothers games and then butter up Nintendo with his relationship because he's the, the, you know, Microsoft's the only one that could get close to Nintendo. (laughs) The only American And then maybe they'd have a good experience. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly what we need to
0: fix this is Xbox to own Nintendo. Yes, thank you. That was such
1: a beautiful way to bring a full circle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what, gang? I think we did good work today. I think this is, this is, a, this is an A-S-rank episode, everybody. High fives. High fives all High around. High fives. <laughs> Great. So, yeah. Um, don't buy this game on Switch. <laughs> buy it on any other platform. That's our PSA for you today.
1: Yeah. Maybe buy the Switch, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll maybe. see. Maybe if it runs on Switch, We'll too.
1: see.
0: I'll tell you what. Um, didn't realize this game came out today. Thought this was still a couple of weeks away. Very much hoping I get the time to play it.
2: I love Mortal Kombat. You aren't. I don't think you are.
0: So crowning. Crowning <laughs> in games, Steve. <laughs> I don't have time. <sighs> I'm out there exploring the deepest black,
2: you know? In Starfield. It, uh, are you gonna play this one, Sierra? Was Mortal Kombat on your list? Oh no.
1: no Smash only. I only okay. play that's the only fighting game I play. <laughs> um I do like Mortal Kombat. I mean, like I like it. Like, shout out to Mortal Kombat. I just won't buy. I just buy money. I won't pay money for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play some Mortal
0: Kombat. Yeah, I Mortal Kombat is my favorite fighting game uh, because I'm not good at it, but it has a good story. So there's something there. Mm. And I always liked playing it with my friends that also suck.
2: You and know, the death
1: is fun. funny.
0: Yeah. It's just a good time.
2: The, the playing with friends at, who also suck is why I liked Tekken. I played so much Tekken 3 on oh, PlayStation 1. I was such a big Tekken that kid game. back in the day. Tekken yeah. 2,
0: Tekken Tag, great games. Oh, so good. See, fighting games are fun until people try to get sweaty about them. That's where I'm like, look,
2: I, I, I can't I, play with people I'm who not are good, good. at the game. I'm yeah, not I good.
0: I can't get no. better. I've tried. You know, I'm too old now, too. Thirty years old. I can't. If I don't, if I didn't have the chops when I was young, I'm not getting them now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra's rolling eyes. Like, I was gonna say, never good. too late. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know. I just, I think you just had the raw skill, you know, and well, like you, you honed it
1: to slingshot as a secretary dog. Oh yes, <laughs> yo,
2: I've, I've
0: seen you pull off some cool shit. All right, Thanks. look, let's, let's, let's not Thanks. undersell our abilities
1: here. True, true. You're right.
0: All right, so that's your PSA for the day. Switch Two's coming. Don't buy Mortal Kombat One on Switch. Get it somewhere else, and make sure you're right in for next week's show because. I got a feeling it's going to be a slow news week after these last two, right? Surely. Surely things must slow down now, right? Yeah. For a week or two? And then new games come out? Oh, my God. Anyway, make sure you write in. Let us know what you're excited for for the rest of the year. What are your uh, thoughts on this report here today about the Switch 2? What are your thoughts on Xbox acquiring Nintendo? If you want to write in about any of that or anything else we've discussed on this or any other episode of the show, make sure you hit us up, questions at flipscreen.games. Make sure you join the Discord where the conversation keeps rolling between episodes. Make sure you head over to flipscreen.games and click on something. Whatever you click on, it helps us out a lot. So go click on some stuff. You know how to do the internet. Anyway, for the crew, I've been Pete. She's been Sierra. He's been Steve. Nope, he's been Steve. We'll see you next week for another episode of Nintendo Noise, baby. Bye!